today we have another very special interview for everybody. We're so excited for this because Caitlin Kelly is the person we're interviewing. We have been a fan of hers for a long time, probably since the beginning of Audio Shelf. Yeah, I mean, just about a year since we did Grover Cleveland. Yeah, and we just fell in love with her voice and... She's been so kind over Twitter, reaching out to us, and we had this communication back and forth. She's just really awesome. And she loves the Housewives as much as us. Yes, we found that out when we are playing our game, yeah. which you guys will listen to eventually at the end of this episode. Yeah. But she was just so amazing, and she connected with us on a whole nother level. Whole nother level. Loved her. She's amazing. So as an audiobook narrator, Caitlin has worked with Hatchet Audio. Which is our BFF along with every other like brilliance audio, like brilliance audio, yeah, brilliant Harper audio, Harper and Tanter audio, Tanter. And so she has so many accents, and she's learning, and she I, that's what I love about her is she's always learning. Yeah, and she's always doing like real research. It's not just uh, I mean I'm sure it is just you know sometimes watching videos like she said for doing the odds of loving Grover Cleveland. She was Wikipediaing, Wikipediaing. It's a hard word. Um, she was looking up on the internet, researching. She was researching. She was reading, and she goes to other countries to visit, and she calls people. Yes, I mean, she just gets. She has a love for it. Yes, and you can tell because her work is phenomenal. Yes, and well, she has so much yeah. work. Oh my god, so much work! Tell us just a couple of the titles. Well, obviously, she has the odds of loving Grover Cleveland, which mm-hmm. you can catch our review of in our archive. And then some of the ones that are just jumping off from her website are the Elemental series. She has Stubborn Love series. Ooh, that sounds stubborn. The Story of Awkward, which sounds like my entire life. Uh, 3 a.m. Kisses? That sounds like my entire life. Yeah, right. You wish. I know, I wish. Freaky Days, which looks freaky. Oh, my God. That looks like something from, like, uh, Friday Nights at Freddy. Oh. Or Five Nights at Freddy. (laughs) Um, Sprinkled, which I've seen before in, in stores. Oh, I've seen that before as well. Oh, the, the end, end of our of story. Our story. Um, just so many. Like, every single one. Like, oh my god, what we left behind looks terrifying. Oh, I love it. By your side? Yes. I mean, it just, ugh, it just looks so good. So good. She's phenomenal. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy this interview as much as we enjoyed doing the interview. Welcome to Audio Shelf, a place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm waking up. <laughs> what time is it there? Um, it's 8 a.m. Oh, okay. my God. It's earlier than we thought it was. Oh, we thought it was like 10. <laughs> oh, girl, I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am well, so sorry. Yeah, thank you so much in advance. I'm not sorry. <laughs> what I'm sorry about is the choice I made to go to karaoke last night. That's oh. what I'm sorry about. <laughs> what is your choice for karaoke songs? Oh, I think it always changes. I like to do songs that I've never sung before. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they like... Are glorious, and other times it's just like crash and burn. Yes. <laughs> Last night, what did we sing? We sang, uh, <laughs> we sang "Titanium" by Sia. Oh, oh yes. Good choice. Good choice. Very high. 
<laughs> so was it more screaming yeah. or was it like actually? <laughs> Which is like not what you should do when you work in voice <laughs> at all. <laughs> Don't do That's the best. Do as I say, not as I do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that's the best. Thank you so much for waking up and being with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me for that. Yeah, this is, we're already excited about it. So excited. Just over the housewives conversations. I mean, <laughs> we were like, yes. Did you, are you caught up now on New Jersey? Yeah, I um, watched it I'm yesterday. I'm not, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. My lips are sealed. <laughs> it's a good episode. I always got to watch this one because she likes to spoil things for me sometimes. <laughs> mean well you need to get on it he needs to get on it yeah in this age where we can like watch all this stuff on our phones like as it's happening yeah so true we cannot be responsible for spoiling for you exactly very true and you have no excuse for not watching Teresa. (laughs) oh my god it's so Uh, good i'm so glad danielle's back oh yeah well she hasn't started anything yet yeah i know it's really calm and it makes me miss the manzos I know, which whoever thought that that would be a thing that said. <laughs> I have never in my life heard anyone be like, loyalty, loyalty is the number one thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something about my family. <laughs> Blood is thicker than water. Oh, you guys, let's, you know what we should do? We should do like a, like a retelling, like interpretive or like theatrical. Because <laughs> yes. I feel like our real life knowledge is quite good. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Wait, I know. Maybe we should podcast about it. Oh my God. Great idea. <laughs> I would die. So how long have you lived in Japan now? So this is my second go round here and this is like a forever move this time. So the first go round was 2007 to 2012. So I was here for five years and then wow. I moved back to New York and then I moved back here in April. So I've been here for about six months now. Wow. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. And I love it here and I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> what part of Japan are you in? So I'm in Tokyo. Oh, okay. Um, Tokyo proper. I'm in Western Tokyo in like near Shibuya. If anybody knows Tokyo geography. <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> I was like, do you? I watched Terrace House, which is about my extent of like Japanese knowledge. <laughs> What's Terrace House? Um, It's on Netflix and it's kind of like a real world. The last season that I saw was in Hawaii, but then the one before that was in, I think, Tokyo. Tokyo is it, it foreigners or is it Japanese Japanese yeah so it's uh-huh. like all so subtitled we'll yeah it's all subtitled and everything you mm-hmm. I think I think in Japan the Netflix has like the original series which was like five years long or something like that, or two oh, wow. years long hmm. it's like everybody lives in a house together it's really cool all right I'll have to look this up yes <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're gonna officially kick the interview off now <laughs> we like got our giggles out i yeah. was listening to you guys this morning and i was just like you guys make me laugh so hard <laughs> a, a giggly mood as it is but awesome so starting off tell us a little about you like just how you got into the business and yeah so I was a child who wished they could be in their television set. And I thought like if like I could somehow crawl inside to like all the TV shows I loved watching, like Zubily Zoo. I don't know if you guys know that one. No. Um, I might be quite a bit older than you guys, but you should look it up because it's pretty fantastic. Okay. Uh, all right. Ben Green is in it. It's like, oh, Cats was good. Let's do this for children. And so it's all like hmm. <laughs> adults and unitards and body <laughs> 
That sounds like the best thing ever. It is the best thing ever. It's really good. Um, so then I found out like, oh, that's not how it works. Uh, you have to like do shows and auditions and stuff like that. So I've always wanted to do this my whole life. And then specifically what I wanted to do was be a Disney princess. Mm -hmm. So I learned that like my Disney princesses growing up were all musical theater girls. So I was like, okay, well, I got to do musical theater. So I did that growing up and then lots of shows and then auditioned for uh, NYU and somebody over there made the decision to let me wow. in. <laughs> so I got really awesome training. Moved to New York when I was 18, which I think was too early for me to move to New York, but <laughs> that's another story for another time. <laughs> um, and then after I like coming to Japan, well, that's another thing that's more personal, not like so much career track, but roads, all roads led to Japan at one point. So that's, cool. that's, that's really cool. Fortunately, that's... I was able to still pursue voiceover. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah, that's amazing. So how long have you been doing audiobooks? I think when I moved to New York, I wanted to get into commercial voiceover and cartoons and stuff, which is what I've been doing in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So I start, I took a commercial voiceover class uh, that I found through Backstage. And the teacher, his name is Johnny Heller. He also was teaching an audiobooks class. He he's an audiobooks narrator. He encouraged me to take his audiobooks class. And I thought, audiobooks sounds really difficult. It's like a marathon. I'm used to like little 50-meter sprints doing my animation or commercial stuff. I was like, I don't think I could do audiobooks. But, you know, as this business goes, nothing was happening in commercials. So I took his audiobook class. And I haven't looked back. And I guess my first book came out in 2014. So I think that must have been when I started. So three years. Oh, wow. wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what's your process when you record a book? My process when I record a book is, well, I read it. <laughs> the first mm -hmm. thing I do is I read it. And I use an app called I Annotate. And I highlight it. I highlight each character in a different color. I make notes about each character to refer to. Sometimes, depending on how I got the job, because sometimes I produce books with independently published authors, and sometimes I go through publishers. So if it's a book that I'm producing, I'm usually in contact with the author. So I'll ask them questions. I'll ask them, is there anything that's like very important to them? Um, is there anything like they see a character, usually it's all in the text, but do they see a character a certain way that they feel really strongly about? Because I just want to make sure that however I voice it matches that. But usually all that stuff is in the text if there's a strong feeling about how that character is. Yeah, so I read it and then I get to recording it. And sometimes you get like a prep book. So it's not the finished book. And so there'll be some typos or there'll be some formatting things. And so when that happens, then I get the final script and I don't have all of my beautiful highlights. <laughs> so if I don't have my highlights, sometimes it takes me a bit longer. Like I have to stop and start, especially if multiple characters are having a conversation, which is what I'm working on right now. And I'm like, oh, it's hurting my head. But yeah, the book just wasn't ready when I had to prep it. So it's an adventure. Wow. I don't know if I do anything special, but yeah, I just, I make sure I read it. And oh, something else I do. I look things up. 
So like if a character talks about a song that they're listening to, I'll go and listen to the song. If oh. they're looking at a piece of artwork, I go and look at the artwork. If they are inspired by some real life figure, I do a little research on who that person is because it gives me a better sense of who the character is. And I make a lot of phone calls to like local businesses to make sure I'm pronouncing things right. <laughs> Lots of research. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like make sure. Oh, okay. I, you know, they're going to a coffee shop. Is this a real coffee shop? And then I make the phone call. Hi, I'm an audiobook narrator. Could you say the name of your establishment for me? And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're usually like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're in a book, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. That's really awesome. I think the um getting a script that wasn't or getting a book that wasn't quite the finished product is something that we haven't heard many mm-hmm. narrators no. talk about. So that's really fascinating. Oh yeah. That happens sometimes. That ha- I mean, you know, who knows why things get pushed around and shuffled and whatever it is. And the book I'm working on right now was delayed. So I thought I was going to record it earlier, like in September, and then it had to get pushed back. And I don't know the reason, but now I have script that's like beautifully edited and it's great, but I'm like, my highlights. <laughs> you see my highlights. And of course, there's like a ton of, you know, 18 year old, 17 year old characters. I'm like, oh gosh, I have to keep them straight. <laughs> Do you usually like stick to young adult? Is that kind of like your favorite genre to narrate? Or? Young adult is actually my favorite to read. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of my, it's my favorite fiction to read. I also like to read more erudite kind of stuff, but there isn't always a voice that's like mine. So I think that part of it, the reason I stick, I don't stick to young adult. It's just that's what I'm usually cast as because I have Mm -hmm. such a youthful sounding voice as it is. And that's fine for me because I love, I love YA. And within YA, there's tons of different types of literature. So like I just did one, which is like a great love story, but set in the zombie apocalypse. So that was really fun. Oh, that's all kinds of blood and gore. And it was quite graphic and I enjoyed that. And then being able to do like, like the one right now, I mean, a lot of mental health things. So girls Mm -hmm. with anxiety disorders, I feel quite particular to or um, strongly about doing since I Mm -hmm. have anxiety and I like reading about characters that I wish that I had when I was (laughs) dealing with my anxiety. Yeah, we definitely saw that mental health approach that you have with your audiobooks that you've done with Grover Cleveland. Yes, yes. And the one that you're talking about now. And oh my gosh, when you guys, so that was the first time I heard about your podcast and I'm so glad I know about it now. But when I saw that tweet, I was like, <gasps> could you always think like, <laughs> well, I hope somebody will listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they'll listen right, and like yeah. it. But I was like, <gasps> someone listened to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like shaking. I, I was like, <gasps> I said to my husband, I said, Joe, hold my hand. I'm going to listen. I need to listen to this. Oh my God. And it was actually super enjoyable. But the whole time I was like, I'm going to vomit. I'm going to vomit. I was <laughs> that's, so kind nervous. Of, that's actually how we feel when narrators and authors yeah. reach out to us too. Yeah. When, no when they like, when they comment on anything, I'm just like, oh my God, I, I'm so afraid to read it right now. Is it good? Is it bad? Like, like, 
<laughs> no, I love, I mean, you guys have such a great podcast. I hope nobody's reaching out with negative comments because you guys are always like honest and it's well thought out and it's not like, oh, well, that was a bad cover. So I just didn't like it. Or I didn't yeah. like the name. So I don't like the book and like <laughs> just trash it. It's never anything like that. It's always like really well thought out and nice criticism. And, and I like how your approach too is more about like the delivery technique because so many audiobook reviews are a lot about the story which is important but I like like yours was the first reviews I heard where you really felt like how the narrator delivered the material was worth reviewing so I thought that was really cool and I was like oh my gosh you guys really listen (laughs) thank Thank you you. yeah yeah you guys I love what you guys are doing we obviously really enjoy you Oh, that was such a, that was, but I'm happy that that happened. What made you pick Grover Cleveland, by the way? Like, how did you come across the book? Yeah, so um, I'm in the mental health field. I'm a therapist for children, actually. <laughs> I came across the book. I think they were, they were giving it away, the ebook on Amazon for the Prime oh, right. once a month a giveaway. Special, yeah. Not Kindle Unlimited, but like a new service or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so I got that book and then they asked me if I could upgrade it to the audiobook. And of course, we were like, yeah, we, we do audiobooks. Yeah. So that's how we got that one. Yeah. And I really liked the cover. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I like the cover too. I love yeah. the cover. It's, it's really pretty. <laughs> so what was your first audiobook? You said that you started in 2014. Yeah. So I started in 2014. Okay. My first audiobook was Zoe and the Moment of Zen by Kat Lavoie. She's an independently published author. She lives in Canada. She's a wonderful girl. When I first did that book, there was a lot I didn't know that I didn't know. <laughs> and I cringe <laughs> when I look at that. And I feel like, I just, I, I feel really bad because I didn't know. I didn't no. <laughs> and I know I know much better now. And so like oh I know I'm really I'm admitting this in public, but talking to a lot of my narrator friends, I think we all have a not all of us, but a lot of us have a similar experience where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. So I'm much happier with the work I'm producing now. <laughs> I wish I could go back and redo that book. I'm not sure anybody listens to it. It's really cute, like fun chiclet romantic comedy there's no like explicit sex scenes or anything like Mm -hmm. that it's just really fun and funny and you know a woman who's just kind of like a mess (laughs) trying to navigate her life which I think we can all relate to it yes yes Um, (laughs) like the story is really cute and sweet so I feel kind of bad that like I just didn't have the right equipment for like mm-hmm. speed. And I didn't know that it wasn't right. I signed up for a service. I don't know if you guys have heard of ACX, which is mm-hmm. like a distribution platform and like a way for producers and authors to link up and collaborate yeah. and have a distribution network for the collaboration. And I signed up for it and like got a book right away. And I didn't, I just didn't know how the whole ACX thing worked. And I probably should have like, taken a little bit more time getting my feet wet but I'm so happy that it happened because I loved it from the moment I started narrating and like making the book my own just diving into the world I cannot get enough I 
love this work so much. So I love voiceover. I love telling a story through voice. But the thing that's so cool about voiceover, especially with audiobooks, is I get to play every single part. Parts that, as an actor, I would never be typed into. I get to play all the male roles. You know, that's mm -hmm. amazing. And I have so much fun getting to play evil wizards and things and, and or dragons, evil dragons and different fantasy novels or whatever it is that I would never, especially like the non-human characters is kind of fun. And that kind of goes back to my um, animation background and liking to do just crazy like character voices whatever that is. So that's really cool. I don't know what the question was. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> you answered it. You answered it. It was the, yeah, your first answered all the things. Yeah. <laughs> it was your first audiobook, and you, you got it. Oh, I went on and on and on. It's okay. I mean, we, that's perfect. We loved it. Yeah. Okay. So going back to you saying that you get to play all the parts, what inspires you for those like certain characters, like the male characters or in the mental health field, the the girls who do suffer from anxiety or any of the depression, because I know with Grover Cleveland, you had a lot of like differentiation between each character and there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot and there were a lot of diagnoses. In mm -hmm. the yeah. yeah, I think that I can draw from my own experience with anxiety. I've always been an anxious child and I started having really terrible anxiety when I moved to New York and it became so crippling. I couldn't leave my apartment. And it kind of culminated with a glorious mental breakdown that incapacitated me for a while. But I'm okay now. <laughs> um, we live and learn. But I know this about me. So I can draw on my experience with it. I also grew up in a house with a depressed mother and a severely depressed younger sister. So mm. I can draw on that experience. But in that book specifically, there are like things that I don't have experience with, like bipolar disorder mm -hmm. or pathological lying. Oh, yes. And also yeah. like kids from different socio socioeconomic backgrounds. So I was really sensitive because I really wanted these kids to be honest. So I just like did a lot of reading, a lot of research, a lot of Wikipedia, and, and just like other content materials that I like to watch and stuff like that. For like non-human characters or the male characters, I just draw from people I know in real life or people I see on television or movies or read in other books or listening to other audiobooks and how other women voice like a similar type of a character. I mean, anything really. It can be anything. It can be as simple as standing on the train platform and listening to somebody talking on their phone and being like, oh my gosh, that's a great voice or... Uh, like last night, a friend of mine was in town from Australia and well, she's Japanese, but has moved to Australia. She's been there for six or seven years. And now she has this really thick Aussie accent. So she's got a thick Aussie accent over her Japanese accent, which is pretty light to begin with. And now I'm just thinking like about UDA and how she talks and what kind of character that is. And we were with a man from Northern Ireland from Belfast and how he talks and how he talks differently from my other friend from Belfast, like very different cadences. And really, yeah, like it can just be anything. So it can be an accent. It can be a gesture. I feel like a lot of times when I'm in this, in the booth, I do a lot of physical stuff with my body to enact a character. So like I'll put tension in my shoulders or I'll put tension in my jaw or I'll put my lips in a weird way. I often like put my chin up or 
you know, whatever it is. I, I make faces. Like, it's a very physical, I mean, it's pretty sedentary, but <laughs> I do get quite physical when I yeah. work. And I especially love it if I'm working in someone else's studio, because then I don't have to worry about any tech and I can like, just go for it. And I don't have to worry about, you know, if I yell, they'll be on the levels for me. I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. I can scream, I can yell. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it also seems like the theater background like way helps with just being able to show the emotions and show the range of like arms and just being in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really grateful for my uh, actor background. I know a lot of narrators that have come into this industry not having an actor background, but Mm -hmm. they'll have Mm -hmm. a love of literature or just a love of storytelling, something else different. And we can all bring something to it. But I do think that when you have an understanding of acting and you've studied it, and you've worked at it because, you know, they always say acting is a muscle and we build our emotional life as actors so that we can access it and tap into it when we need it for those certain emotional scenes. A lot of times, like I say in the books, with really good writing, with a really good story, if I'm tapped into my emotional life, there isn't a ton of work that needs to be done because the writing does it. Sometimes the writing, we're not always so lucky to work with fantastic writing. And so you, I, it's a lot more work. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do a lot more to make sure that all the story is coming across and it's not, it's not just sounding like redundant or not enough information is being shared or whatever it is. It's awesome. Yeah. So now is the time to play our little game. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> so you are our third interview that we've done this with and we're just having a ball with it yeah. so <laughs> each time we come up with new people to have you read are they um, your did you guys come up with these taglines or are they from the housewives they're from the housewives. they're from the actual housewives <laughs> you were correct when you were like oh my gosh these are housewives quotes and we were like we love her <laughs> i wish i could come up with my own i've i i can't when I come up with it, I'll let you know. We actually have our own. You, um, and usually they, they change. Like if we're bowling. Especially then, when we're bowling. <laughs> we get a lot when we're bowling. <laughs> <laughs> is that where the creative juices flow? Is it really does. Nine like, on pins. Yeah. We don't know what happens. It's like it's like the swing and then the turnaround and then everyone's and then you watching you. <laughs> oh, I love bowling. I have not been bowling in so long. <laughs> I mean, do it and, and the quotes will come to you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So wait, I really quick going back to accents and stuff. Uh I had to do an Australian character in um, Michelle Maddow's Elemental series, and I was watching a lot of Real Housewives Melbourne. Oh, (laughs) I love Melbourne. Oh my gosh, and it's coming back very soon. I was listening to a lot of Margot Robbie interviews and watching a lot of Real Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Did you happen to watch Sydney at all? Remind me who's on which one. Sydney has like a crazy person called Athena, Athena X. No, I haven't seen it. You need to see it. It's too violent to air in the US. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's too like dark. I say, it's not on Bravo. Mm-mm. No, it's on like, I forget what the Australian uh, channel is, but I think it's like airing like overseas and everything. But it was too dark wow. to like bring over to the US and air here. It's good. It's exhausting, I but it's amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be my new mission. I just caught up on The Walking Dead, so I'm like, I'm to watch something new. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely do Real Housewives of Sydney. (laughs) All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to list off several character types that we want you to give them the voice that you think they should have. Okay. I'm a little nervous. Okay. (laughs) Don't be. It's going to be great. So I'll just do my best. And maybe I'll fail gloriously. No problem. (laughs) So the first sentence is, if you're going to talk about me behind my back, at least check out my great ass. And we we would uh, like you to say that in your best surfer bro voice. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Dude, if you're going to talk about... Nope. Got New York. Give me a try again. <clears throat> nope. nope. That's not it either. Dude. If you're going to talk about me behind my back, please check out my great ass. Oh, my God. That was like Grover Cleveland meets, like, the dude or something. (laughs) That was the best. That was perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So our next sentence is, I'm a Southern Belle, brains, booty, and all business. And for that one... It'll be an 80-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 You guys, crack me up. All right. Okay. Um, Nope. I'm a Southern Belle. Brains, beauty, and all business. Just like the Academy Award. <laughs> Please give it to her. I love this game. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. This is so fun. Okay. Mm. So our next sentence is, life is a sexy little dance, and I like to take the lead. And I feel like this one will be easy. A valley girl. Oh, a valley girl? Okay, I got yeah. this is in my real house. <clears throat> <laughs> like. Oh my god, life is a sexy little dance, and I take the lead. Yes. (laughs) That was gearing up for this last one, which I feel will be a little bit more difficult. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, but it's going to be my favorite. Okay. So, the sentence is, people call me a gold digger, but they just want what I have. And this one is going to be a yellow lab. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay wait a yellow labrador okay 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 people call me a gold digger but they just want what i have oh my god that was perfect <laughs> that was the best oh my gosh all the academy awards need yes. to go to you for, like in the future Matt and Brittany for inspiring me <laughs> We'll just be in the audience, like crying. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> for inspiring me. We made her talk like a inner, dog. My inner. I mean, okay, I have a dog, and I look at her, and I talk like her all the time. Like I pretend she's having a conversation with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she's not. So it was actually the perfect character. Yeah, I mean, I put myself in the mindset of a dog all the time. She's more not in here now, but she's more like. She's a Shiva, so she's all like, <laughs> everything's a bother for her. So like, come on, mom. I'm hungry, oh, yeah. mom. Mom, <laughs> She's sassy. <laughs> she is so sassy. 
<laughs> she wiggled her little booty and she's like, Mom, I'm trying yes. to take a nap, Mom. No, you can't have <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I want to hear you guys. What do you, can I ask you guys some questions? Sure. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah. <laughs> I know I listened to your podcast and I know that you guys, you're big readers and you wanted to get back into reading because you wanted to know like what was going mm-hmm. on in literature. And so you did like your own book club to hold each other accountable, right? to make sure you guys are reading your Mm -hmm. books and you were listening, but like what got you into audio, listening to audiobooks? Hmm. Um, For me, it was Brad because he suggested a book series that like I had to listen Mm. to. And I was thinking like at the beginning, I was like, I'm not an audiobook person. I, I don't think I can do this, but he was so like adamant about like, you have to Mm -hmm. try this one. It's perfect. It's great. Cause my biggest thing was I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to concentrate on like my work and like do the things that I needed to do that I would have to sit down and just listen. Yeah. But I found that I was able to like do work and listen at the same time. And it was just so much easier than reading a physical book. And I, they helped my imagination build this world so i owe it Mm -hmm. to brad (laughs) yeah and for me i just started listening because i I fall asleep when i read (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and after going through like college and and grad school i was so tired of just reading textbooks that for me reading wasn't fun anymore yeah because you had to go to a lot of school for therapy to be a therapist exactly and they were like have you read this new book and this new series and I'm a big fan of books that could turn into mm. movies. And so I like to I like to be that person that says, oh, you should read the book. It's way, way better. And I couldn't mm. do that because I fall asleep during, <laughs> during reading. All the reading you had to do already. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also my my dad is he's blind and um, he had a, a brain injury. Mm. So he listens to audiobooks as well. And so after I started listening, you know, listening to his books, I was like, oh, those yeah. are interesting. Let me get a whole bunch for me. And of course, we get like the free library for the blind. You know, we get books. And so, so you're like, I'll just take some of those. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, Veronica Mars came out with a book. Oh, I want to read that one. And the first book that I fell in love with just because of the narration was the selection series. By and Amy yes, Rubinate did that I started series. Listening to that actually, because I listen, I know Amy and I love her, and I started listening to mm-hmm. it after listening to your review of it. Because I like when I know the narrator, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and and when she did Maxon's voice, I was oh like, my gosh, yeah, something is in me that's changing. <laughs> I'm getting like slightly aroused. I don't know what's wrong with me, and so and so I just really. <laughs> and so I really admired that. So I told Brittany, I was like, you have to read this book. Yeah. He was like, you're, you're going to have a crush on Maxon. And I was like, okay. I feel like part of the conversation, like when we read articles, like, yes, listening to audiobooks is just as good as reading them. I think another thing that we don't talk about in the conversation is that we have so many different ways to entertain ourselves and to take in content. And I think that listening to an audiobook is such like an enjoyable way to be entertained, you know, different from reading a book, mm-hmm. different from watching a television series, different from watching a movie, different from listening to a podcast, whatever it is. And so I think that that should be part of the conversation that it's its own really wonderful. I loved R.C. Bray's Martian so much. And then I wanted to read mm-hmm. the book so much. I, I read the book because I loved his narration so much. And so much is missing from the book 
in the way what's his Andy Weir wrote the um, dialogue mm-hmm. that R.C. Bray infused into the dialogue and created these really well yeah. imagined characters. And then I was still even really excited to go see the film, and I was like. Oh, no, no, no. Bob Bray is better than Matt Damon. That's for sure. <laughs> and I loved, yeah, I loved it so much though. And I loved the story so much. And I was happy to take in that story in all three mediums and ways of telling it. Mm-hmm. And I think that while it is another way to absorb a book, it's also just like another way to entertain yourself and get content. I wish that was more of the conversation. Like it doesn't have to be reading versus listening. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because I mean, sometimes Brad would, and I haven't been able to do this yet, but he would do um, listening while reading, like yeah. following along in the book. And you just, you have said that that like, yeah. like instills more yeah, too. It, it intensifies the whole experience. Yeah. So they really sure. go Yeah. I hand. love that technology is also making it and, and, and the way that uh, pro audio equipment is becoming more and more available on a consumer level because more content can be produced to keep up with the demand. I don't have a reading disability, but I am a very slow reader, which was another reason I was hesitant mm-hmm. to start in audiobooks. So when I read to myself and I'm taking my notes, it actually takes me longer to prep the book and read the book than it does to for me to read it out loud because I often lose my place in the mm. sentence or I didn't process it and I have to go back a paragraph and because my mind wandered or whatever it was. And so I read a lot slower than my friends. Like when, you know how you'd have to read in class, like here's the article and mm. everybody would read it and then we talk about it. And I would only ever be able to get halfway through the article and I would always get frustrated. Yeah. And talk, I was like, how is everybody reading so quickly? And I'm not, mm-hmm. you just have to accept it. But now that, we can do the whisper sync. People can listen and read at the same time. And I think it helps yeah. people's cognitive. Yeah. It's It allows them to kind of just take in the information in, in yeah, a better it, way and, or a more effective and, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's okay that sometimes we need to receive information in different ways, whether it's visual or mm-hmm. audio or reading it or whatever. Oral, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To each its own. <laughs> I know, you guys are spreading it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Uh, well, thanks so much. So tell us what's next for you. Oh, what's next? Um, well, I can tell you because it's already on Audible for pre-order. I'm currently narrating Melissa De La Cruz's Someone to Love, her new book that's going to be out next Ooh. year. Yeah, mm, I love Melissa De La Cruz. Great. <laughs> With everything okay. that's happening... I, I just, I'm enjoying this book. There's some tough stuff in it, but it is good. Um, so that's what I'm in the booth. I'm actually going to jump in the booth later today and keep working on it. What's next for me? Just keep doing more books and get back into my mm-hmm. Tokyo groove. I'm going to do a children's animation for Ben S.A. I'm going to be playing a five-year-old monkey. So that's fun. Oh. Little baby monkey. <laughs> and... Um, Oh, and in the new year, I'm going to go back to Japanese classes and work on my Japanese. Oh, and awesome. Let's see. Oh, I've got some travel coming up. So I'm going to Peru so I can work on my Spanish. And I'm going to mm-hmm. India so I can just work on that. <laughs> <laughs> there has been, there was an Indian character. There was an Indian doctor in um, the Peter Codron zombie series that I did. And I was like, oh, 
please don't mess this up, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, so I'm going to travel and work on my Japanese and just keep narrating. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really, that sounds like an awesome year to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just finished doing a production of Sweeney Todd, which was really fun. And now wow. this like end of year, there's just, there's two weddings, which is why there's such crazy travel happening. So mm-hmm. travel, focus on work, travel, and then start uh, Japanese classes up again in the new year. That's my new year's resolution. That's cool. Very cool. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thanks. All right. So we have one final request. Oh, okay. And we would like you to say thank you for listening to Audio Shelf in your favorite voice. In my favorite voice? Or even in Mul- Japanese. Yeah, or in Japanese or in multiple <laughs> favorite voices. <laughs> in whatever voices you want. Um, let's see. Yeah, okay. So my my favorite voice, I feel like, that started this all off is my 12-year-old boy voice. Okay. And he's like a skateboard kid, and he's like kind of cool, and he's a little bit shy. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening to Audio Shelf. It's totally cool. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Yes, love that so much. <laughs> Thank, thank you. you thank you so much yes thank you we've had a joy having you on yeah thank you so much i'm so happy we finally did this this I is know. really fun <laughs> and i want to keep in touch maybe yes. you guys should come and do like a tokyo oh a live totally. tokyo yeah, recording tokyo. <laughs> that is like live pod yes that'd be awesome that's like on my list of travels that me and my husband want to do is definitely seeing tokyo before before we get into like family making. Oh, <laughs> yep, I understand. I understand. Well, you, you've got a friend in Tokyo, so let me know if there's anything yes. I can ever yes. do. Yes. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank and we'll talk soon. Yeah. Bye. 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 Good luck in the booth today. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Didn't we tell you she is amazing? I'm obsessed. I'm so ah! I love her so much. And she said she, we, we have a friend in Tokyo. I know. We, who who knew? Oh my gosh. Who knew? Uh, I'm, I'm, not even gonna, I'm not even going to say any like Japanese sentences because I don't know any. No, you don't. So you shouldn't even try because it's no, offensive. It's offensive. <laughs> but we're going to go and we're going to go visit. Yes. And we're going to go and have tea with Kaylin Kelly. Yes. Because we, we have tea with every all the narrators. Yes. And we have tea and we spread tea. It sounds like a disease. Oh, no, 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 no. You you spread tea. You spread tea? Yes. Watch RuPaul's later in the seasons. I'm no trying, tea, no shade. I'm no trying. tea, no shade. It means truth. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we have had a phenomenal time interviewing Caitlin, as you can tell. And we hope that you check out her work. And if you want to, go on our website and click on the Audible affiliate link to download the 30-day free trial. And get two free audiobooks and please make them Caitlin Kelly audiobooks. Yes, please. And be sure to follow along on Twitter at AudioshelfMe and like us on Facebook at AudioShelf. Don't forget. You cannot forget. Are you forgetting? You better not forget. You better set a reminder to subscribe on Google Play Music, iTunes Podcasts, and Stitcher. Don't forget YouTube now. Oh, I always forget YouTube now. <laughs> <laughs> We are on YouTube. Our channel name is Audio Shelf. So go subscribe. You can get clips. We'll hopefully one day have our faces be on there. You'll be looking at our gorgeous faces. Yes. Once we get the lighting right in this basement. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
So thank you for listening. And again, make sure that you check out Caitlin Kelly. Yes. Have a great day. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.